Well, Antino, uh, he ended up in a great spot on the weekend. And this is a, he's been at weight for age under that scale before, but this was a genuine wait for age race given Tuvalu was in it we know Prowess won the Vinery and she's had some problems but she was second up as we mentioned so good effort by Robert Wellwood and Roger James to get her on right on the day but when you watched Antino you thought okay he's in a lovely spot one out one back today he gets his chance win lose or draw he gets his chance but there was a situation on the bend which Tony Goll and I are going to talk about and then find out what he's up to good morning Tony morning, Steve. Just take us through that. It's not visible on the side-on, but certainly visible on the head-on. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a tricky situation. The race probably panned out as as expected, to be honest. There was a few different scenarios pre-race. We thought we'd step the way that we normally do, and we'd, we'd just muster up a little bit. We'd either be outside lead or, or force Ollie to press on, just drawn outside of us. And that, that's how it panned out, and Blake sort of made him do enough enough work, even though they weren't going overly quick. Once Ollie found his spot, they just backed down the speed a little bit, which is you know, fair enough after doing a bit of work covering ground. And then about the 700, James was behind us, decided to start to make his run, and that speed started to, to settle. Um, and in doing that, Ollie's horse just shifted out a little bit too, which you see when you watch that stewards footage. James come round. Blake tried. It was a little bit too late, so we just missed the boat a touch and just tried to force James off so we could get some clear room. But... We were sort of forced back then behind Damien Oliver's heels. And in doing that, we just had to wait and be patient. And then from that point on, you know, we ended up in a pretty awkward spot. We straightened up last. Um, then he decided to just duck back to the fence where he could get clear room and almost almost got there, but, but didn't. Yeah, point two of a length. Banker's Choice was the, the horse that shut the door on uh, on, on Blake as well. And, and Antino's not an overly big horse, is he? No, look, he's, he's, medium, he's probably a bit bigger than medium size. Uh, Bank is probably a bigger horse, but you know, what people don't see, you, when you see the side on, what you don't see is Damien Oliver's horse actually rolling out around that corner, um, and that sort of just come in front of us as well, which sort of made it a little a little bit harder for us to try and hold that hold our line outside of his heels. But look, it was what it was. If, if Blake had have you know popped out and just got there before James, um, that's probably the best case scenario. But look, that's that, that's hindsight now. He, he didn't expect James to come around and make that early run like he did. And, you know, but the six-horse fields that wait for age are often very, very tactical. Uh, and at that point, we just got caught on the on the wrong the wrong end of things. Yeah, Damien Rowe, just folk, who, of course, was up outside the leader uh, in, in the race there on the weekend, which was uh, Tuvalu, of course. Now, do you go to the Five Diamonds, 1,800 metres on Saturday week? Yes, we do. Yeah, we're just going to confirm that this morning with, um, with, all, with all involved there, owners... Very interested in heading that way. Uh, Blake's been sort of saying, ever since he's sat on him, really, he feels the horse will be a really nice 2,000-metre horse. That's probably where we see him in the future. So if that's the case, the 1,800 is absolutely ideal. Um, the two races at Flemington on Champions Day, the last day of the carnival, are obviously both incredibly strong races. Um, and the five diamonds, all the bit, nowhere near an easy race, probably looks the best option for us being a five-year-old. So it's our only chance at it. And we think it's smack bang in his right distance range. What? So, so yeah, you mentioned Blake. What do you personally think then, Tony? Because you did say to us you thought he just peaked a bit in the two rack on the line, didn't you, at the mile? I think it was more to do with the sustained run. I just think on the day, it was, if you remember, if you watched Caulfield on that on that meeting, geez, it was hard to get back worse in midfield, come wide, and sustain long runs. Horses that made up ground come up the inside that day. Um, very few horses in mill tries. Those horses, you know. They, they were no exception. They got back, come wide, and didn't make any impression at all. So 
I thought his run was terrific. He just had too much work to do and to cover too much ground on a day where it, it just wasn't conducive to doing that. A lot of time at Caulfield, we see horses blend in down the middle off, you know, off a three-wide line with cover. We just didn't see it on Caulfield Guineas Day, unfortunately. So I was never worried about the distance with him. I just think he couldn't sustain that long a run on a day where it was very hard to do so. And Redwood gets a lot of horses that stick sharp and smart, jumps into my head. So who's going to ride him in that $2 million race under the set weights penalty scale there, the five diamonds? Yeah, which is also a tricky situation because um, we get back to Sydney when most of the, of the riders that we would use would be in Melbourne on that day. So Sam Clipperton, uh, we'll ride him now, and obviously he's fresh off just winning in Everest. So Sam Clipperton jumps on him for the first time in the five diamonds. All right. That's an update there on Antino, and then subsequently will you get him then ready for the rest and then the Queensland Carnival or Sydney Autumn, I mean? Yeah, yeah, he won't go to anything in the summer here. He'll have a nice break after this, and we'll have him back ready ready for the autumn, um, and then he'll definitely play some part in the winter. We just don't know where yet. I think I think distance is probably the key to us, what we do with him in the winter. So this is a good fact-finding trip as well for him, gets him used to Sydney, settle into Sydney. He'll head down middle of this week and have a bit of a feel for the place there, and then we'll obviously we hope to be back there in the autumn and then through back to Queensland in the winter. Yeah, because if he runs out the 1800 strongly, you've got options. You could fresh him up for a strap break. We could run him in a Dooman Cup, you know. Yeah, there's, that's, that's exactly right, Steve. He'll definitely yeah. play his part in the winter. I think we've, we've seen, you know, time and time again, horses that can have some sort of a winter in Queensland. It's a big, big help for them going into the spring. So we're, we're not going to change that. That um that regime with our bloke, particularly being a you know a Queenslander, uh, horses at home here. So that's the plan. Sydney now, then back to Sydney autumn and, and Queensland winter. Just gave you a wrap with uh, Jamie Lovett from Australian Bloodstock. Gee, you've done a good job with his Rising Pacific so far. No, he's a lovely horse. He's, he's not he's not straightforward. Um, he's been a bit tricky, but he's he's really starting to, to find his find his rhythm now. This horse, he he could be a really nice horse for us. This bloke, I think. Um, it's good to have an association with the guys, Jamie and Luke there. They're great guys to train for. They run a very good syndication, which I don't need to tell anyone that. That's, that's, that's evident. Uh, purchased four horses for us over in Newmarket last week at the sales. So the association continues to grow, which is great. Oh, that's terrific. Because I think he said he bought, they bought about 15 or 16 in total at that sale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we ended up with four of those, which, oh, is, which is really good. So mm. we're just they're dipping their toe in, into up here with us and, and we're, we're enjoying the relationship and as of that at the moment. So... Hopefully it can keep on flourishing. Of course, you're going to have a solid representation or very good representation during the summer carnival. Of course, we all want to watch Freedom Rally to see what he can do. And I think Zoo Style is going to run, is he, at Caloundra and a few others? Yeah, it's going to be a very good summer carnival, isn't it? Particularly with a couple of horses of our beef coats. You know, didn't sort of even didn't have long springs. It didn't go at all for the summer. So it's going to be a strong carnival. Yeah, we've got Zoo Style up at the Swiss Ace, um, which may be his last summer before we... Retiring, we'll just see how he goes. And there's a you know, bunch of other horses there, Freedom Rally, and a few other really nice four-year-olds on the cards. And horses like Zarastro, we've backed off them that were doing a great job in the spring as well. So yeah, we've got a massive team for the summer, and it's going to be a very competitive racing. There'll mm. be no gimmies at all this summer. It's good to look. Could she be sighted Magic Minions, or will she have a longer break? No, unfortunately she won't be. She got a tiny chip taken out of a fetlock, um, hence why the poor performance at, at Mooney Valley. Did a bunch of survey x-rays on her post that run, and... There was a little issue there. We tried to tidy it up and let it, let it have some time, and we'll see her back for the Queensland Winter Carnival, which which I'm very excited for. Mm. Next time we talk about Antino, you'll be saying, oh, wasn't it a great ride in the Five Diamonds by Sam Clippard and then he bolted it? Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely to be saying that? Um, yeah, it would be lovely to. I mean, he's been very luckless in Melbourne this, this time around, but look, he, he's, I don't think he's lost any admirers. It's very 
rare you have a horse have the amount of runs he had and you can you can literally say hand on heart that he should be unbeaten and I think that's that's Antino's sort of lot in life at the moment. But one thing about him, he's been tenacious in each run. He's always even from unwinnable positions and that was at Flemington and and at Mooney Valley, he still really put himself in the fight to the finish. So we're certainly proud of the effort he's done. If we can get a smooth run in the five diamonds somewhere in the first three pairs, um, and he gets it's no bad luck. We'll get to see what mm. he can do. And as I said at the start, like a Wayne Wilson was a weight for age scale, but it wasn't a genuine weight for age race. But that was a genuine weight for age race. I know it was a small field, but they're weight for age really good horses, particularly Tuvalu's been around and everything. So good effort without yeah, he's 112. Ada Tuvalu, that sort of tells you where he's at. Mm. So he, he's a nice, solid, and he's a tough horse at a mile. He only finished second to go to blood, you know, the run before a month earlier. So he's not, you know, they're, they're tough horses to beat and get past. And I don't know, I don't think anyone would disagree with, with clear running had we been able to pop out of that 700 or 650 and give ourselves a clear run, you know, outside those two leaders. And what we saw late, he'd be hard-pressed saying that he wouldn't have won on the weekend. But, look, it, it is what it is. It was a good race. The, the Wayne Wilson was more like a listed weight-for-age race. On the weekend, was probably closer to Group 1 level. Yeah. One final question. So, I know that set weights penalties. What what weight will he get there with Sam on in that five-dime? I just asked Mitch in the office that before, actually, because he's uh, over the, the weight scale more than I am. I think we're one kilo over the over the weight. So, we, we get in really, really well in the five-dime. Okay, lovely. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Tony Gollan giving us a comprehensive report as usual uh, regarding the son of Redwood. Uh, will he win the five diamonds in a few weeks' time? November 11th, set weights penalties, 1,800 metres, $2 million in prize money.